0: Have you guys actually heard about the new show? Have you heard about this? It's called Little Fires Everywhere.
1: Yeah, I heard it's unreal. It's an eight episode limited series only on Hulu. Starring and executive produced by Academy Award winner Reese Witherspoon and Golden Globe nominee Carrie Washington.
0: Oh, I actually did see this on Good Morning America because they were promoting it. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I love both of them together. Um, that's exciting. And now it's good for me to know that I can watch the first three episodes, March 18th, and new episodes every Wednesday only on Hulu. Wait, this actually sounds really good.
1: Yeah, it's going to be amazing. You know, the thing about food is that it's never just about the food. The sources, the origins, and the roots of different foodways are all intrinsically tied to our humanity. From iHeartRadio and Whetstone Magazine comes Point of Origin, a podcast dedicated to exploring that connection. We travel the globe to connect with those immersed in different foodways from Korea to Norway, from Nigeria to the Appalachian Mountains, and beyond. Find Point of Origin Season 2 on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Wind Down with Janet Kramer and Michael Kaufman and iHeartRadio podcast. (laughs)
1: Spoiler alert.
0: Oh. Welcome back to the show, Mike.
1: Mom January is over.
0: Gotta ask you a question. Did you listen to any of the Mom January?
1: I haven't yet. You haven't? No, I'm going to. I think it was... I missed it. Did you? Yeah, so it was It was hard. It's like, uh. it was kind of like when, you know, I first got out of football. I couldn't watch football that oh, first season because okay. I wasn't a part of the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, uh, I'm not ready to listen yet.
0: You were always a part of the team.
1: Yeah, but I was kind of in exile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were not exiled, although we were side commenting being like, you know, Someone save Mike. (laughs) Where's throw out the raft to Mike
1: pouring out for your homie.
0: Um, no, it's just, you know, we had uh, one episode where I think the first one was with Sean. I believe it was with Sean and, um, Kristen and Catherine and the reaction to the moms were just like, we want another one. So I figured where we were at, it would be a good opportunity to say, you know what? what can we turn this into cuz you know i'm always trying to
1: <laughs> always creating
0: trying to be like okay what like what can we do with with where we're at and like mm-hmm. you know the the podcast and to make it something where it still feels authentic and still feels real and um n- you know not fake or not any lies so that's like mom january and someone just came up with momuary and i'm like shoot <laughs> i could have used that Man, in january that would have been perfect <laughs> so Maybe next momary we'll do it again, but then you can come on and be the, the the dad. The
1: voice for the husbands. The voice
0: for the husbands. Mark came in clutch a few times, but That's
1: Uncle Mark, of course he did.
0: <laughs> but no, I mean, uh I know Easton missed you.
1: You know, it's funny when I was uh unavailable, I texted Easton. <laughs> You did. I texted him a picture. It was, it was I was up in the media room and I was building that Millennium Falcon Lego set. <laughs> and I, that's
0: when I said, "Hey, do you guys want to know where Mike's been building the Lego set?" Yeah. And I
1: sent it to Easton. I was like, "Well, I guess being an exile ain't too bad."
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. I mean, I feel like we should address the yeah. elephant in the room because I don't want the listeners to think that I just kicked you off
1: no, the podcast no. or
0: that it was just like because that's. That's not the case at all.
1: No. And all right, all joking aside, real talk time, serious wind down time. The thing is, you know, Jana and I are very honest, very vulnerable on this podcast. That's part of why all of you listen, which we greatly appreciate. The fact of the matter is we are still two people with real life problems and we still reserve our right to privacy to a certain extent. And it's our choice to come out and share a lot of this with you. We learned the hard way when we came out and tried to have that show after the whole picture deleting incident.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we realized after that, we learned a lot that, you know, we can't share open wounds. They have to be scars, and it has to be something we process first together. And so. This past month, you know we still have growing to do in our relationship um together and both individually and for me it's uh it was really a time with things that went on with us to really dig into and and face face the facts of things I can be doing better in my own re- recovery and growing as a person and growing as a husband um so we're really kind of like Jana said, she, she was able to buy, buy me some more time to, to do that, which I, which I appreciate. Um, and I was very, you know, understanding and supportive of her. And, you know, I did, uh, an individual intensive, um, over a long weekend and did a lot of work on myself. And I mean, Janna and I are in the midst of doing a couples intensive right now and doing work, um, you know, with each other, but it's, uh, it's something that we're going to, we're going to dive into at a, at a later time. Right, honey.
0: Well, if I'm, if I'm the listener and if I'm Mark, you know, they're always like, why dance around it? And, um, if you're going to be honest, be honest. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and I get that piece and I understand what you're saying too. You know, the actual specifics is something where, you know, we've been we've been journaling and writing stories, um, our story, cr- that sound so crazy <laughs> on paper, you know, and it doesn't make sense. And sometimes reading it, I'm just like, wow.
1: Who are we? <laughs>
0: like, this is crazy. But we've also been able to write down the resolve of how we were able to resolve that certain issue. And... You know, with this incident, are we ready to share it? No. But will we? Yes. Yeah. And whether that's us putting something out there later, right now it just feels like what we learned from that incident. And I think what it's hard too is because, you know, everyone's just looking for like the next headline. And what hurts us is, like Mike said, we're two people, we're trying to share we are sharing, we're being vulnerable with you. But when someone gets it wrong, you know, for example, you know, they how ha- they will have put Mike relapsed. Well, that's to someone, they're going to think, okay, he relapsed with another person or he relapsed, you know, they're going to come up with something that is harmful for not only us, but yeah. harmful to what we're building and harmful to the message that, We're like, no, 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 no. Like, they're just reading, oh, no, he relapsed again. I remember reading that thinking, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't physically cheat it, cheat with on me. Like, he, yes, he with, he might have broken a boundary, but that isn't like he didn't. So I'm like still hurt, but yet still trying to defend him at the same time. And it becomes this massive conflict where it's that we want to share, but then we get afraid of what, they're gonna misread in that, and you know what we know is, and I think you can attest to this is what you know is the last, out oh, when you were so um when last year, and a half since the mm-hmm. one, relapse, mm-hmm. that was a potential like you, right. you've came out with that that you almost acted on it yeah that was that was a relapse, but you didn't act on it. But since then you've come to realize that you haven't been truly working your program.
1: Yeah. And and something I've I've kind of discovered in my own work this past month and that I've kind of had discussions with Jana about is, you know, there's a big difference between living a not acting out program or a not drinking program or a not using drugs program versus a life changing program and I had to get real with myself and I had to realize I'm like there's a lot of things in my life that I'm not doing different and it just feels like at times I'm going through the motion and but when I'm regardless even if I'm not relapsing or acting out or stepping outside of our marriage if I'm still breaking boundaries or not being completely honest with things like that picture stuff and other things it's like how is that sober how is that life-changing mm-hmm. how is that living with integrity it's not and so it just you know we needed time to again grow individually grow as a couple and like janna said we're not trying to dance around anything or withhold it from our listeners you know, i
0: mean the reality it's, is is it there was a boundary that was broken
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it that was harmful for me because it was a discovery
1: mm-hmm.
0: but Again, it wasn't a physical acting out. So that's why like, I'm very careful because I do want to protect you as well because I don't want people to think that it was a physical relapse. But it was also... It was such a big discovery with a boundary that was harmful to me mm-hmm. in our relationship, which made you then realize, oh my God, I've been living in this lies of justifications. And I mean, you can speak more on that so the people the females are listeners can maybe understand their husbands or their partners a little bit more, but where they're living in that they think that because they're not acting out, it's okay to do a, B and C Yeah. when in all actuality, that's if that partner finds out and that's a boundary, it's going to affect them.
1: Oh, for sure. And it's, it is that justification where, you know, it sometimes, at least for myself, I can't speak for everyone, but, It is, we try to make it, or I try to make it black and white, where it's like, hey, I'm not acting out. I'm not, you know,
0: physically looking at anything, physically looking
1: at anything inappropriate. I'm not, you know, acting outside of marriage. I'm not whatever it is. I'm not doing that. So what I'm doing is okay. And it's like that justification where that's my defense. And it's taken some time for me to realize like, oh, wait, this is still triggering you in ways. I didn't realize
0: and there's also that piece where it's still a lie and still the justification is a lie with what you're telling our relationship so that piece is still when I ask you hey any secrets or lies that can be that is a secret and a lie but you've justified it as it not being one Mm -hmm. and that's harmful when someone discovers it (laughs) Yeah, And it's like, but wait, I thought, but I can, I can totally see on your side where you think, where you can think that, but I think now you've also seen the opposite effect too of what that discovery and what that lie does. Cause I've always said, it's not about the act. It's about the lie. It's about the discovery. It's about, cause that brings me back to day one of, of the discovery
1: for sure. So yeah, it, to, to bring it full circle, it's we're not trying to dance around it. We're just trying to reserve the right to uh, details right now for our own privacy because we've seen how when tabloids or publications listen to this and they take things and run with it, it is harmful for our relationship when they get it wrong. And then next thing you know, I have to see shameful things in the, in, in the news. Jana has to see comments that are degrading or judgmental. And that's, that takes a toll on you. I don't care who you are. And as much as we don't let it affect us it, after a while, it does, especially when you leave, live and share this openly and vulnerably, vulnerably that we do.
0: And again, like hopefully we'll be able to come out with, you know, our stories. And then we will yeah. certain things are like, Hey, Maybe this, this happened. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Huh. <laughs> what do you know? Good idea. Huh. Um, no, but where it's like, this happened and this is how we dealt with it. And I think, you know, bottom line was, you know, was a boundary broken? Yes. Was it harmful for me? Yes. Because of, now was it out of marriage? Did he relapse? No. But, I mean, you can speak on it. Like, you've
1: re... Yeah, I've reset my time because that was what I needed to... I would have felt like I was still justifying if I didn't Mm -hmm. like I was still, I would still be excusing behavior that really wasn't different from what I was doing. Yeah. I wasn't acting out, but still, how is that? How is that any change? You know, how is that showing you anything and showing myself anything?
0: So I know the answer because we've danced around this the past month with the therapy and, you know, been on my knees trying to understand it. And, Mm -hmm. um, for everyone that's listening and that's kind of in this has been in the same situation how well, why why do you justify what makes you justify um when you know that it could be hurtful or harmful and it's in that it's a, a boundary that you know that eh, I said I wouldn't do this but uh so what to help the other ladies out there understand. Mhm. Cuz I know now because you know but it might be helpful for other people to hear that.
1: Yeah. It's uh it's it's it is a difficult thing to explain, but from the work we've done, the work I've done, what it's come down to for me is it really it's a selfish thought. First of all, it's self-preservation and it's really a bit
0: of entitlement too. yeah,
1: it's, yeah. it's pride and entitlement because it's really hard to sit in the pain and the consequences of, of our actions. Hmm. It really is. And as a man to sit in the, in that pain and that shame of what you've done and, what you've done to somebody that you love. How do you think of yourself as a man? You know, if, if you're not living with integrity and the way a, a good man and a good husband should. So how do we regain that? It's by trying to puff out our chest, plant our flag on the mountain with pride and ego and entitlement mm-hmm. and incomes justification for doing things that we know rationally probably shouldn't be doing can be harmful um and that's just that's just being real honestly and that's what it comes down to for me
0: so when you're in that place and you know, I, I know that, again, we danced around this a lot the last month, and I said, but every night we've done a check-in, and he said, no lies, no secrets. <laughs> How do you justify that's not a lie, and that's not a secret? Please know that I'm not, like, I'm beating you up right now. I'm just no, trying to I, help yeah, the yeah, listeners. It, no, for I sure. feel like we're in a good space. No,
1: we're in a great space. It's, uh, it comes down to looking at it black and white. Okay. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, it's not a line of secret because I'm not really acting out. I'm not doing the big things that the tabloids say that I, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. the real major big things that everyone assumes is the issue. Um, and so it is. It's just that rational, rationalization, justification, that I'm a man I can I can do this it's not I'm not doing the big thing, I'm not taking a drink mm-hmm. I'm just doing something different that you know, and that's where you know kind of over the last month we talked about where I think for the first time I've realized and accepted that boundaries that we have in our relationship aren't about controlling me mm-hmm. it is about your safety mm-hmm. and even if I said that in the past, I don't know if, like, in my core, I felt that or believed it. Why? Because I didn't think I had a choice. I just thought I had to do what you needed and what you said. Because that's what you said you needed. And I just...
0: Is it not what you needed for your program?
1: And that's... In, but that's the shit, right? That's mm-hmm. the difference okay. between me then... I mean, now realizing that that's not just for your safety; that's for my safety. Mm. You know, that I need that too to to be be where I want to be and go where I want to go and be who I am. So it's uh, it it but it's tough for any man to to. I don't think there are many men out there that when in these kind of situations when boundaries come up that we're like, all right, sounds great. And just live within the boundaries with no kind of feeling internally. There's going to be that eventual pushback by majority of men.
0: Is it because you put us in that role of you can't do this? You like the dictator?
1: Yeah. And it's hard because even though, our actions are what created that dynamic,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we still want to blame you.
0: It's so interesting.
1: And it's messed up. It is. You know? It's just like... Well,
0: uh, I, I, why, though? Like, what, what, what I, is that piece?
1: I think it's the immaturity of men um, where it's just like a kid, right? Like, a, most kids or high schoolers are immature. So when our parents disciplined us as high schoolers or as kids, even though our actions are, the, are what our discipline is, got us in this situation, we still say, that's not fair. It's so unfair. Why would you do that? Well, it's because you did something we asked you not to do. So I think that's, that's what comes up for us. It's like the, the child inside of us and men, I think there's our, naturally more immature, right? Than than women, especially emotionally more immature than women. So it's like that little boy inside of us that's like, that's not fair. I don't wanna Don't ground me. You know? I wanna play Mario Brothers. So it's it is part of that. And and so finally feeling like I can be in a place to accept truly accept responsibilities for my actions but not just think of think of them as the responsibility consequences of my actions but also realizing that it's for safety for both of us mm-hmm. and boundaries are something that we agree upon
0: you okay
1: i am are you okay i see your eyes a little bit
0: it's just been a really heavy month yeah. It have. And the heaviness isn't um Sorry. Don't be sorry. Um It's a it's a heaviness but it's also like a gratefulness that like we can still be sitting here conversating. Um, but it's also that fear too. I think that's the, been the hardest part of this month is, you know, we've both individually done a lot of work and then we've done, obviously <laughs> we were in our intensive from 9am to 5pm today. So it's just like, just a lot of work. And so it just feels, feels so heavy. Um, but it also feels, um, you know, it. I feel, and I never, um, I think I've always been afraid to use this word, but I do feel hopeful Mm. for like the tools that we've been learning. Um, But it's also very scary and, you know, I feel like I have some ownership and, You know feeling you know i I, i've read back on comments about this and they're like you know you don't seem like you respect your husband or you talk down to him and you know there's ownership that i can take in that because i've had a hard time respecting you at times because of the constant betrayals Mm -hmm. and that's but i it's so so it's so hard because i'm like i want to take a accountability for it, but yeah that it's so hard because i'm so afraid of being hurt so it's easier to just shell up and just and to be nasty or to yeah does that make sense it's easier
1: it's easier to be angry it's easier it's more fun to be angry
0: no it's not fun um it's easier but it is i guess i'm i guess i'm looking right now for empathy yeah in this moment right now with like, and the people that have had in the same situation, maybe I can speak on the wives and say, because of the constant lies, can you see how it might be hard to lean into you and to to trust your word? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I want you to know like, right now, first of all, I I appreciate your vulnerability And like, I hear you and I see you right now and I feel, I feel your pain. I can't imagine how hard it is to lean into somebody who's hurt you so much. That is terrifying. And I'll never know exactly how that feels. Because you haven't done that to me. And so I have so much respect for you. I have so much love for you. And your willingness to... To do work in our relationship. To even... To be even... To be able to even say that you're hopeful and willing to take ownership and look at yourself for a fraction of it, but I can totally get how hard that must be when you're like, well, look, dickhead, (laughs) you stop doing that. I won't be so mean. You know, and i'm I'm devastated by that, and I'm really sorry that I've made it so difficult because I see you trying, I really do, and I see why you are the way you are at times because it's part of the environment that i created and i have to own that you know yeah
0: i appreciate that it's it's um i want so badly to move forward and to have that marriage that we've always talked about and to see the man that you say you're always going to be and I think a lot of other women can maybe relate to this too where it's like they keep saying I'm not going to do that again or mm-hmm. I'll do better next time um, a therapist that we're working with right now she said I'll try is a, lie. is a lie when someone says I'll try to do better that's a lie I'll try means uh, that's, a, that's a lie mm-hmm. um, and so when that keeps happening then i feel like so so when the betrayal and the lies and the discoveries keep happening it's becomes insanity in my world mm-hmm. and then i start to feel insane i start to feel like and i think other women out there feel like they're creating or they're repeating it um it's insanity repeating itself
1: yeah it's a like groundhog day
0: yeah and it's like but you say you're going to be this other man, but then you're not doing it, and then it makes us feel crazy, and it makes us feel like we, do we not deserve better? Do we not deserve more? Do we not deserve to feel loved? Do we not deserve to be told the truth and to be honest with? So then it just tailspins us.
1: And then I, I make up. When and then I when start I...
0: taking off pictures on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> because I, I'm i tailspinning, and my, my, my younger child is like, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I, I start just spinning out of control. It's because...
1: complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
0: no, but I, I just, I feel like, and I know I'm not the only woman out there that's done that, <laughs> Please, <laughs> but it's just, it becomes so out of control that when you, and that you know me and I'm, I'm already at my like limit yeah. with discoveries and lies Yeah. that I, I hit it. And I was just like, I pressed the button. I said, "It." Mm -hmm. this is where I'm now unraveling. And now I'm harmed again. And now it's shame on me. So I'm going to, I'm going to wall up and it's just, and what I've learned with my therapist now that I feel like I can maybe give back to, to some of the women or men out there that are going through similar situations is. You know, what's hurt hurt versus harm? Because a lot of times with people that have been in trauma relationships or um, traumatic relationships is, for me, where I go is I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I I, I like, you know, there you are again showing your cards. I'm, I'm out. I want a divorce. Like, I can't do this. But really what I'm wanting is safety and to feel loved and to feel security and to want to feel like he chooses me and that I'm good enough to be told the truth mm-hmm. but what happens is whether it's a hurt or a harm I go straight to the the yeah. I can't do this oh my god and so what I've had to discover in therapy is okay what is hurtful versus harmful because I know you are going to hurt me again I know that we are going to have arguments that are going to hurt and we're right. going to say things and it's not going to be perfect I know but I can't go down the line of, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Because that just that's a cycle that we both, it's not fair for you. It's not fair for me. It's not fair for anyone. It's not fair for my friends that I call. They're like, oh Jesus, your 30th time. And you said, <laughs> you're done. So it becomes this like run on. And so it's like, okay, I wrote down a list of, for me, and this might be something that can be helpful for the listeners too. I wrote down a list of what's hurtful and what's harmful. What's something where I physically Cannot hold anymore. I physically cannot handle if he lies about this, or I discover this, or this happens. Versus, you know, he was hurt, mean and said something mean to me. Am I going to go to? I can't do this anymore. You know, but my first reaction is always to go to that. I can't do this anymore. Right? Which, I, you haven't? And sorry, real fast. Yeah. I just want to get this piece because I think a lot of people can relate to this too. I go to. You don't know what you've done. You don't know how bad you've hurt me. You have no empathy for what I've gone through and you don't feel my pain. And I start then repeating the trauma. And he's like, you know, he... And he's like, you've already said that a million times, but I keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it because I don't feel the empathy Mm -hmm. and I don't feel that he truly understands it so that's why I keep repeating it a million times because I'm like listen to me hear me I'm my five-year-old self right now I need you to freaking hold me I need you to tell me that you love me and that you're here for me and that you won't leave me and that I'm worth it and that I deserve it Mm -hmm. so I think finding and that's the piece like the other day we got into an argument you know just a silly poke back poke back kind of argument and In my past, I would have said, oh, my God, Sarah, you're not changing. I don't want to do this. I'm over it. And instead, I was just like, okay. Like, I I was like, this is just a hurt. And we're going to figure this out from from the hurt place, not from the harm place. Because the harm place, you now know how serious I am (laughs) (laughs) with what's going to happen in the harm place. (laughs) Okay. So now that we have very clear boundaries (laughs) of what is, and I don't say that from a, I, I know that sounded probably like from a, Finger pointing, but you know, and from a very like soft place, and you know what is harmful for to me that, and it's not even
1: I know what you're acting out.
0: Yeah, it's not even there's something on that harmful list that doesn't involve him acting out with another female, but it's something that's so harmful for for me. Like for example, I'll tell you one a discovery. If I find a different a discovery that involves a lie. I, that is harmful for me and I physically cannot hold it anymore. And you've seen what happens when I, when it does happen and Mm. in the repeatedness of it, it's just, and I, I I think it's truly, you've, you've saw the past, because this has been the longest that we've been at odds. And I think you've really saw the, okay, wow, this is what happens for you when you discover X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And what that lie does to you. And you know, our therapist in Los Angeles, when we were Skyping him with him the other day, he's like, most marriages don't end because of them cheating on their spouse. It ends because they lied to them. Mm-hmm. It ends because the other spouse discovered something and that's what ends the marriage.
1: And for and for the guy or for the person in my shoes in the relationship, we're like, okay, yeah, we hear that, but we don't really believe it. Like, I'm not cheating on you. I'm not sleeping with anybody else. It's I,
0: not the same thing. It's not yeah. the same thing.
1: <laughs> You're That's bullshit. You're not going to, you know, leave me because I just didn't tell you the exact truth or whatever. But no, they will.
0: <laughs> but why? Like, I mean, joking aside. Yeah, like-
1: joking aside, It's it's because it is so triggering... Because chances are, people in our situation, the affair or the infidelity, it's most likely discovered. Mm-hmm. Very seldom are the cases that someone was honest and brought it to him. Which, kudos to you. But usually they are discovered. So it's not what they discovered, it's that act of discovering. So for Jana, when she to, has to discover something... It brings her right back to the beginning when initial discovery happened. And that is that is the trauma.
0: Especially if a lie was attached to it.
1: Yeah. That is the trauma in 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 her life that I created because of my actions. And that's something like Jana said, I clearly feel and understand in a way that I haven't before.
0: Can I ask just for the women or men what took you to understand it now? Like, what maybe why didn't you see the pain before? Or why didn't you see it when you were in treatment? Or why didn't? So I'm just like, what? Like again, I know the answer, but I'm just, what is it that? Why does it take certain relapses or certain falls or certain? And I think it's something something interesting you said to me too. I don't know if you want to touch on, but you said. I knew you wouldn't have left for the other times. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to touch on that too.
1: Let's take a break and then I'll fill everybody in. Ooh.
0: welcome back, Mike. <laughs> Postage rates have gone up again. Thankfully, Stamps.com eases the pain with big discounts off post office retail rates. With Stamps.com, you save five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off shipping rates. That kind of savings really adds up, especially for small businesses. Plus, stamps.com is completely online, which saves you time. No more inconvenient trips to the post office. Stamps.com brings all the service of the US Postal Service right to your computer. So whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it with ease. Simply just use your computer to print official US postage 24 7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in a mailbox, and it's that simple. Um, It's a no brainer because you're saving time and money. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Janna. That's Stamps.com. Enter Janna. Own iconic luxury items at unreal value with The Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers like Louveton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more at up to 90% off retail.
1: Shopping consign women's and men's luxury fashion and streetwear, as well as fine jewelry watches, art, and home decor. Yeah, and
0: new arrivals, they come in daily, and every item undergoes the real world's very meticulous.
1: Brand-specific authentication process overseen by 100-plus experts, including luxury brand authenticators, gemologists, and horologists.
0: Shop luxury the sustainable way at their newest location in Union Square, San Francisco. You can also go online, download the app, or visit one of the original stores in New York or West Hollywood in L.A. Honestly, TheRealReal.com has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I I I, found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw
1: some emails over my birthday, for my birthday presents Jan was going on there for. Uh, Yeah,
0: I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get 20% off select items with promo code REAL. That's TheRealReal.com, promo code REAL, for 20% off select items
1: so before the break Jana asked basically what was the missing empathy piece mm-hmm. like why has it taken this long for me to really see your pain
0: mm-hmm. I think yeah because I think that was when we went through our incident before the new year it was just and it's like you saw the pain then, but it's like, well, what took you? Like, what, what about all the other times that you saw me in pain? Like that piece, it's like, you know, and for the women out there that feel the same way where it's like, a are, will they ever feel the empathy Mm -hmm. and then B, what, what was it that took you to that piece?
1: Um, it's just like in a lot of things in life or addiction or anything, it's, you know, you don't really know that you hit bottom until you're there. And even when you think you hit bottom, you hit another bottom. <laughs> you think you hit bottom, you hit another bottom. Um, And I think too is, and I'm not, I don't want this. I'm not trying to make this a trend on this episode about speaking about men in general, but empathy doesn't come as natural maybe to men and so Why I think it's part of how we're created and how we're uh, the environment in which we're raised um, whether in home or societal and uh, so it, it it's not a flip of a switch unfortunately it takes time it takes time to Learn how to actually lean in and not, you know, defend your pride. To really just hear the pain and sit in the pain and feel the pain of somebody else that their pain is because of me. That's hard to do. We're not taught how to do that. We're taught to defend ourselves to stand up for ourselves, to get over it, to not show emotion. So to to be asked to sit in someone else's emotion, we can't even sit in ours. So it's you know, it just t- it took me time, unfortunately, and I'm sad about that. Because that's just added more pain and more distance between us in our marriage. And I wish that we didn't have to go through so much. I really don't. You know? Because I do choose you, I do love you, I do respect you. And I truly feel those things, but I know my actions haven't always shown it. And you always haven't felt it because of those because of those actions. So yeah. I mean everyone else everyone has their own timeline. And the...
0: what do you do with the entitlement piece or the you know for the guys or women that have that entitlement piece where it's um. you know you've even said with your addict that you're like yeah I got it what do you do with this what are the steps that you take I mean I know but like what for those out there that what are steps that you're doing to, cause I'm going to say my steps that I have to do now, you know, with a recovery piece, but what for you, what are the steps that is it acknowledgement? Is it leaning into um, recovery?
1: Are you talking from purely a recovery standpoint? Are you talking from,
0: it can be both for those dealing with either
1: from just trying to change who they've been.
0: Yeah, I think you can do both. I think you can do recovery and you can also do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what for those people that aren't addicts or sex addicts or alcoholics or Mm -hmm. what can they do? What can they do to maybe help show some trust? Because I I mean, what I had said to you and just full disclosure, I was like, what do I have to hold on to? You've taken every piece of and you've said everything before. So what do I have? that I can actually hold on to anymore. I don't. And that's been the hardest piece is to try to regain that, the blocks again.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's, I'm glad you say that because it reminded me of kind of sparked how I want to answer this. And for so much of the past several years in this with you, you hear in program, you hear from every therapist is you have to want this for yourself. Mm. And and that's just, that's addiction aside. You have to want the change for yourself. You have to want the respect for yourself. You have to, you have to want all that for yourself. And over the past several years, I said those words out loud, Mm -hmm. but I didn't necessarily believe them. Where I was motivated internally more by doing something to try to show you mm. and put on a show mm. or a facade to be like, see, see, like, I, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. When really I was just punching the clock. Going to a meeting, punching my time card. Yeah, I went to a meeting this week. Mm. Call my sponsor. Yeah, I called my sponsor this week. You know, doing whatever else to change as a husband, as a man, whatever, and just being like, yeah, I'm doing this to show that I'm doing something different. When again, in reality, I'm not doing anything life changing. I'm feeling the same way about myself. I'm not respecting myself anymore. I'm not loving myself anymore because I'm really not doing anything different. And I said this to you just not long ago. It's the most cliche thing we've all heard. And it's never been more true for me than it is now. And that's, you can't truly love someone else until you love yourself. I've never really understood that. I've never really got it until now. And I was like, holy, that's (laughs) true. That's true. Because if I can't even respect myself and be honest with myself because I justify everything, how the hell did I expect myself to, to do that to you? How can I respect you if I don't respect myself? Mm-hmm. How can I be honest to you if I'm not honest to myself? You can't. If you can't do it to yourself, then who the hell can you do it to? You can't give someone something you don't have and you don't give yourself. So, in that again, that goes for That's not just addiction recovery aspect that's for you know relational and even if you're not in a relationship for yourself so do something different so for me that's i'm doing things i've never done before and it's funny that we're it's starting to become a habit where i look forward to it i look forward to that time i make every morning and it is about making the time this is probably one of the first times I'm making, not just taking time out of my day, I'm making time out of my day by waking up earlier to do things. And it for once, it doesn't feel like a chore because I'm not just doing it to appease you. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I'm actually gaining something out of it. And I feel more self-respect for myself because I'm actually being honest and following through with it. So it's those kind of things where, like you said, I've said everything before. I've done it all before. For the most part, it's like, what else, what do you have to hold on to? And I was like, (laughs) I have said everything before. There's only one place else to look and that's inside of me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what do I need to do to change for me? Because everything I've tried to do to change for you hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. It's just the same pattern. Because every time I just try to change for you and salvage and rescue the situation, and then some time passes, and then we just kind of fall back into the same thing. Mm -hmm. And look where that's gotten us. You know? So, I think that's the biggest thing for me, whether you're male or female, is... Do it for you. Do it for you. Mm -hmm.
0: And that leads into the exact situation with for the. I don't ever want to say the victim because that sounds. But for the.
1: The person who's hurt.
0: Well, you're hurt, too.
1: The person who got hurt. You got hurt, too. <laughs> yeah. Because of my actions.
0: OK. I just. I, yeah. Um, Is I remember sitting in therapy with uh, my therapist, Amy, who I just adore so much. And, you know, this was a couple weeks ago and I'm just, you know, I'm like, well, how do I, how do I, how do I trust him again? How he, you know, how do I do this? Or how, like, w- like, what do I do? And how does, you know, he, I was just kept saying you and she's like, you're so focused on, she's like, you have to do your work. She's like, which we're doing. She's like, but you always, she's like, you're always trying to figure out how to be better for him or how to how to trust him or to it's like you're so your world is so involved with him that you're forgetting the pieces that you need to work on and you need to to love and and nurture and to understand why you're looking for these certain things you know why you're looking for safety and why you're looking for trust and like why you're repeating Or what Also what what are you staying for What are you You know But it's It's not It's not about you Cause she's like That's She's like Then we we do We do a couple sessions She's like But right now We have to figure out What what are your emotions And what you're feeling And not It's not about him Mm -hmm. And that was such a I was like Oh (laughs) (laughs) Okay (laughs) Well that's scary I don't want to look at me right now Right Like it's easier to Just be like Well how can I trust him And Well, I have to go inside and figure out what parts of me am I not, you know, why don't I trust and why do I feel the need for safety so bad? And that's when you start, you know, going into your childhood traumas, which, you know, I have done time and time again. But every time you go back to your childhood traumas, you realize more things. And with our relationship and what we've learned kind of in our intensive is, you know, I'm looking for safety or looking for autonomy. And respect. And respect, yeah. And and I'm looking for, yeah, safety and connection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like when we sit there and we bring in our childhood self and then we we talk about our fights. I'm like, well, no wonder why. Like the dance that we're doing.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: But now I can look at it and be like, okay, this is what he's needing in this moment. How can I now help him in this moment? But also, I'll just go back to like the personal recovery is just, again... Realizing what your worth is, and you know, for a long time, and this has been something that's been real hard to deal with. Is I always thought that I deserved. Um, I thought that I deserved the abuse from my first husband. I thought that I deserved his rel. You know that it was my fault that he relapsed. It was my fault that he had. You know, it was that was, it was my fault. And I have put all this pressure and weight and ugliness in. just darkness on myself which comes out in ugly ways it comes out in anger towards you it comes out in being hurtful it comes out in shameful it comes out in me repeating the haven't you don't you see my blah 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 it's like it comes out in such but all I'm looking for is just that safety Mm -hmm. and and not
1: (sighs) it's exhausting I have something to say on that I think might help the listeners. Let's take a break real quick. Okay. I'm gonna we'll come back to that.
0: Okay, have you ever dreamed of being a character on Grey's Anatomy or I don't know, let's say a contestant on The Bachelor? Well, there is an app that lets you do all that and more. It's called Choices. It's these amazing stories, but you are actually in the story and actually make choices along the way so for example one story is called open heart okay you get to live with your friends in your first year of residency you can focus on romance medicine or both and it's so fun either way and there's a story called america's most eligible where you try to build relationships with the other contestants and try to land the man of your dreams and those are just two there's a bunch okay there's royal romance which is like the princess diaries love that one uh, there's a story called Baby Bump, one called The Royal Masquerade. It's free and you are in control. Plus, there are super cute outfits that are totally customizable. Hot love Sorry, babe. Lots of romance. It's kind of the perfect app for wind-down listeners. Be sure to check it out in the App Store and search for choices. Stories, you play.
1: Do you want to own iconic luxury items at Unreal Values? Yes. <laughs> well... <laughs> then go to the Real Real, the leading reseller of authenticated luxury consignment from top designers, designers like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, Rolex, Cartier, and hundreds more. At up to ninety percent off of retail prices.
0: Honestly, the has been great for us. Um, I know Mike found a watch the other day on there. I, I, I found a few shoes. Yeah, I saw
1: some emails for, over my birthday for my birthday presents. Jan was going on there for. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm all about the deal. So whether you shop in store, online, or the app, get twenty percent off the select items with promo code Real. That's the RealReal promo code Real for twenty percent off select items
1: all right so i had something i wanted to bring up before the break there based on what you said And i think it's interesting that even though we're doing this work together and we're able to see each other's like behind the scenes feelings and stuff I think that's not even where the main benefit is. It's like the main benefit is for us to be able to, to identify our own feelings in a situation. You know what I mean? So it's not even more. I think there's more power with you being able to be like, man, why am I feeling this way? What's coming up with me Mm -hmm. instead of me having to interpret, okay, Mm -hmm. what was it about our past again? Because yeah, we know each other's stories very, very well but not as well as you know yours and I know mine mm-hmm. because we physically feel those feelings. So that, to be able to be educated and, and for us as individuals to look back and be like, okay, what is coming up for me? And to be able to express that to each other, that just sets us sets us up for more success to be able to articulate it, to articulate that to one another.
0: Yes. Also, it's so hard. It's Oh, it's so <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard to be that vulnerable. I mean, even earlier today, when I wanted to express a feeling to you, it took me 20 minutes to get vulnerable. Cause before yeah. I just wanted to say, uh, aren't you going to help with kids? You said you were gonna help with kids,
1: yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: And that's what I wanted to say. But instead I felt the feeling and was like, what is this feeling?
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like, w-, you know, the, the, Jana before would have done something passive, or would have thrown it at you, or would have been like, you said you were going to come up and help with the kids, but was that more important? Clearly, don't you know, you know, and just be. And so I was just, I felt it like in my chest, and that's when I came down here and I said, I, I need to express a feeling, and it just, it's so raw and it's so vulnerable. But you were able to hear me, and that's the difference. Where, when we cast passiveness or not respect like vice versa like both of us do that and we we don't hear the other person but you were able to hear the other person when they sit here from a good place and they're like bill and laurie are (laughs) cut our couples intensive will set you know mad props to them because they're if anyone has a chance to come to nashville and do an intensive with them bill and uh laurie loki they're absolutely incredible human beings but They're not, you're not only able in that process to see maybe what your spouse's little child needs, but also what you need or what you're feeling or like, and how to, how to be vulnerable and how to go there. And it's so, I mean, there's so many times the last couple of days where we've sat in and it's just like, we look at each other and it's like, it's so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to be so vulnerable.
1: Yeah. But it's cool because we get to see, because it's a husband and wife that are doing this intensive together. You never feel it's even numbers. So you never feel ganged up on mm-hmm. like that can happen in a couple session when it's just one therapist. And we also get to see their coupleship in front of us Yeah, where they're like, Oh, I just interrupted you. I'm so sorry. And th- <laughs> they like have their moments of like their own work in front of us. And it's really cool to see that even these professionals who do aren't this perfect. stuff aren't perfect. Yeah, And that kind of brings us to, you know, wrapping this episode up with, You know, we share because we want to be able to help, Mm -hmm. you know, people out there. We want people to not feel alone and to understand that they don't have to get it all right because clearly we don't.
0: Yeah, and just like you hear sometimes when it's like, man, I don't feel like you respected Mike that episode or you were being – it's like, yeah, I was, but also in a way take that as a learning tool to also – See what what I could have done differently, and how you can grow, and also it's for me too this is this podcast is a learning tool for me as an individual too yeah. to be how could I have expressed that differently? How could I have said that differently? How can I be a better friend? How can I be a better wife? How can I be a better mom?
1: Yeah, we're learning
0: and we will still make mistakes, and there will still be hurt, but I pray to God there's no more
1: harm yeah oh, for sure, well said, honey well said. <laughs> But we're we learn as much, if not more, from when we do this and maybe hopefully anyone out there is because we're going through this and like Jan said, we're not perfect. We we're trying to figure this shit out too.
0: I just would like to say too that we do appreciate um y'all for letting us share and for being there and for
1: not judging. And, yeah and, and that's, that's that's and a huge stick- part because yeah. we're
0: we're putting ourselves out there in a very vulnerable yeah way to be picked on, picked apart and made to be criticized. Like our story is a very criticized she's dumb, he's this, you know, and it's yeah. it's a very criticized piece where it can be hurtful sometimes. But we know what can be harmful and we know what for us the end of the day we want to be able to continue to say you know what who listens to this podcast the people that know our hearts and that know that yeah. we're doing this for the right reasons and also we're wanting to be authentic because we don't know the answers and we're not trying to we don't not trying to be perfect because we don't know how to be and uh-huh. who knows how to be perfect but if we can help someone along the way try to navigate their struggles then we're here for you and we hear you and we see you and we'd love help along the way too. Cause we're not above any of it. And we're right there with y'all.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs>
0: i <I'm It's>, tired. <laughs> I'm tired
1: too. And I just want to say yeah, thank I you, honey, for holding sense. it down. And I am so excited to be back. Feel very fortunate to be back and definitely don't take it for granted. So Thank you.
0: I appreciate that. And, um, It's
1: so
0: hard. You can say you're scared. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm going in, in something that maybe we can touch on the next episode is how we're going to move and create a new marriage. And I just would encourage you guys to listen to Esther Perel and her TED Talks about the new marriage because that's what I kind of want to touch on next week. And I'd like that for us. So that way. Yeah, the pain can still be there, but it's not, it's, we want a different marriage. And I would like to marry and start fresh, Yeah, <laughs> you know, so <sighs> deep breath, everyone.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next week. Will you? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Bye
1: guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Looking our best means taking time for renewal, including skin renewal. But anti-aging retinol can be harsh and irritating. Well, Burt's Bees, my faves, have found nature's gentle yet powerful retinol alternative, Bakuchiol, and has made it the key ingredient in their Burt's Bees renewal skincare line, which includes a firming moisturizing cream, refining cleanser, and more. All formulated without parabens, phthalates, SLS, and petrolatum. Go to Burt's dot com slash renewal and take time for renewal today.
1: I'm Honey German and I'm Carolina Bermudez. And this, this is, is Life in, in Spanglish. Spanglish. And, you know, we're cooking it up in here. We got that arroz con pollo waiting for you. Why are you looking at me so confused? Because I'm like, what we cooking? <laughs> <have a stove?" laughs> you got the bajo. I'll get, you know, you got the mango. We got it all for you at Life in Spanglish. I need a
0: sancocho <laughs> if I'm getting any type of food. Listen and follow on the iHeartRadio app or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.